Instead of just saying hello to everybody, we're just kind of boring. Let's just open up mid-conversation like this. Okay. So uh, so who, who's asking who what? AJ, what are you doing today? I am uh, tape. Uh, <laughs> what is a day in the <laughs> life like of a, of a professional experimenter? Well, I'm, I'm chewing some tobacco, as you know, and I have to write the article on oh, my I'm tobacco. tobacco. All right, so we'll keep you only for one more episode. Okay, fair enough. So this is an episode that is a little bit James-specific. I love In the that. beginning— I'll stay quiet. But no, 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 no. Then we're going to get to something. So, James, here's my question of the day for you, which is this. It's a, it is kind of a personal question. Will you forgive me for misrepresenting the running score of our lifelong backgammon match? Have you been misrepresenting the score? I discovered it just this morning before oh we came God. to tape. You've had me, like, really scared and horrified because I swear the match score is two to one, correct? No, Ugh. you're also wrong, but you're, you are ahead by one. So here's what happened. Today I was packing up to come here to record Question Day with you and AJ, and I put in my backgammon set in the backpack because we're going to take a break at some point and play some backgammon. And I have here the notebook. I think this is like a Muji notebook that's the running score, and I wanted to look up where we are currently in our current match and where we are, and this is what got me so excited. We play these matches to 101 points each match, which is comprised of many games. And right now, do you remember where the score is right now? Uh, I thought it was 91 to 91. What You have an amazing memory. It is 91 With to 91. With Alzheimer's. <laughs> and, and, the, and we played, it was, uh, it was three weeks ago that we last played. So I love that you remember. So it's 91 to 91. So if we're playing a 101-point match, today is the day that somebody's probably going to win. Today's the day. We're going to take a break. Someone's going to be really disappointed. And then we're going to come back from the break and do several more podcast episodes. And, and the person who angry. lost, yeah, yeah, the person who lost is just going to be like... Sullen. Sullen. So Just, it's going to be a one-person right. podcast. It's exactly Wake right. up, Stephen. Wake up. <laughs> so I, so here's what happened. I was looking at the 91 to 91, and I was thinking, well, will someone actually win today? In other words, does, does the winner in a given day usually get 10 points? That's what I was looking. So I looked at last week, 11 to 5 in favor of me. The week before that, 15 to 10 in favor of James. And I was just looking back. The data is kind of fun to look at. Then I looked back, and I saw that um, back about five months ago, in the mid, as this match was kind of approaching midpoint, I had a fifty to thirty-three lead. I was killing you. So you've made a, you've caught up really incredibly Thank well. Thank God, back fifty to thirty-three, back to ninety-one, ninety-one. And then I looked back to it was October twenty-sixth of twenty of twenty fifteen. We were playing at my office. I was right down the date. I remember that. I was super depressed that day. Oh, you were. Maybe that's why I let you in. Huh. Maybe, yeah. What were you depressed about? Well, I, I, I've talked about it on another episode here, but I'm not gonna. I'm not going to talk about it right now. This was, you remember, because it's what was happening in your life in October, you're On saying. October 26th. Oh, boy. Well, I'm sorry it brings back the bad memory. If it's any consolation, we went into that day, you leading 84 to 68. And so I did a lot of stupid stuff to try to make up, you know, to try to make up for it. And you beat me that day uh, 22 to 8. So you won the match 106 to 76, which is a blowout. And then right below it, it says there, match Number five to James Altucher, J.A. leads three to two. And for the past like six or eight months, I've been telling you that we're tied up two to two and that the current match is the the tiebreaker for now. And James, I'm really sorry. 
I, you know what? You should be because I've been. I was. I swear to God, I kept thinking, "Do I really have Alzheimer's?" I thought I was ahead by one in the match score. I, AJ, I did two terrible things to him. A, I made him totally doubt his memory, and B, I made him, you know, think that he wasn't better than me, which he plainly I know, which is. is really terrifying. So, but here's we where, start. You've improved so much. We started out playing this match in 2002, and I was crushing Stephen all the time. Now these like ninety one to ninety one. These are like close matches. I've had a lot of deliberate practice with backgammon. I really yeah. do. I practice very intensely with the online with NJ and NJBG backgammon NJ backgammon NJ. But here's what I'm getting to: the fact that I was so sure, even though I have a notebook with the score written down, <laughs> I was so sure in my mind. I had persuaded myself that it was two two over the course of whatever fourteen years. Right? That's how long it takes to play one match. That it got me thinking about the issues, uh, you know, basically... It's like being the re- wrong by Katherine Schultz. It is like being wrong by Katherine Schultz, right, and, which is a great book. And it's about, you know, for me, the reliability of memory generally, and especially what that says about testimony and eyewitness testimony in the legal system, which is, you know, empirically, if you look at it, it's just we're, we're really bad at it. Humans are really bad. So I just wanted to talk today about why it is, I guess, maybe that our our memories, or maybe not even memory, but our perception of an episode that we witnessed is often so off. Maybe here are some stories from either of you guys where you remembered that something definitely, definitely happened one way or somebody definitely said something one way, and it turns out that we were wrong. Well, I remember, I'll just give one story that's not about me, but about Catherine Schultz, the author of Being Wrong. I asked her, what was the bait? How did? Why did you decide to start writing this book? And it's about all the ways in which we're wrong and and don't. Obviously, when you're wrong, it's because you say something and you didn't realize you were about to be proven wrong or you were wrong or whatever. But she's told me the story of a friend of hers who was talking all about her father's funeral and how sad she was and how it was snowing. And then Catherine asked her, "But wait, your father died in June. Mm. Your wow. funeral was in the summer. There couldn't have been snow." And so often. People really do have these kind of huge perception gaps on when and how things happened, and maybe there's. I'm gonna I'm gonna go down the evolutionary psychology route. Well, you know, can I, I was just thinking okay. that, and I was gonna say in this case, I'm very interested in what the evolutionary psychology route has to say. Because I'm just guessing though, so I'm uh, retrofitting like everyone else. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> but just you never needed to know about yesterday, other than like a few facts that needed to. Um, okay, the lions are over there, or the tigers are over there. And uh, other than that, you never know. Now, really why would know. you not just think, like, lions and tigers is kind of the same? It's not like the lions are the good ones and the tigers are the bad ones. Well, you just have to avoid all of them. Oh, just saying right, they're all bad. Right. Well, I, I will tell you, I did an experiment, uh, since that's my job, where I wore a tiny video camera mm. in my ear for three months, and I recorded every moment of my life. And the idea was to show it was all about memory, because... of my fights, of the fights I have with my wife are, you know, you never told me that. I never never said that. So my idea was, all right, let's go to the videotape. (laughs) Let's rewind and see what actually happened. Turns out that's not a great strategy for marriage, for marital yeah. happiness. Yeah. No wonder but you guys it, are not romantically in love with each other, <laughs> according to an earlier episode where we discussed this. I'm impressed you're still <laughs> married, though. Yes. It, we survived the marriage. But no, there were points where I made her watch a fight that we had, and it was, she was so upset, and she's like, I am so upset. I'm not, like, upset because you're writing, you know, an article and this is shtick. Like, this is truly one of the most upsetting moments of my life. So, it, What was the moment? Well, it was, 
showing her we had a fight and then showing her that fight uh, from my point of view. and Trying see, to prove that you were rightish? Was that what yes, made her so upset? My idea was to show, yeah. like, that. I guess I had not ordered the Mexican food that we had agreed that I would order. That's worth fighting over, for sure. So, you know, the typical very important fight. Uh, And my my contention was that she had never asked me. She just said that let's order Mexican food Mm. and not said, you need to order Mexican. So it was very upsetting, but it is, it, it proved to me this thesis. Our memories are terrible. I trust my memory maybe 1%. I remember one of the origins of this article is I had wonderful memories of going to Epcot Center mm. with my family. That would make you the only person in the world who had wonderful <laughs> memories of going to Epcot with their family. <laughs> Space Sorry. Mountain. Sorry. You're right. Maybe yeah. I had memories. Uh. <laughs> I won't say they were wonderful, but I had very vivid memories. And I call my mom and says, so what year did we go to Epcot Center? And she's like, we never went to Epcot You're Center. You're kidding. No, I had totally created it from watching movies and TV. Like no yeah, so I think this goes beyond uh, faulty memory into delusional behavior. Yeah, right? like you were, <laughs> you were kind of like relieving yourself. I don't have to take my kids to Disneyland. I already Disney World. I already did that. Wow, that is so <laughs> no, interesting you that you would fabricate an entire experience. Though. I did. I did fabricate an experience. Did you ever say to your wife, "I gave you a lot of jewelry"? What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm not actually married to my wife. I just have a memory of our wedding. Where this conversation is going, nobody knows. Stick around to find out. We just have to take a short break. Thanks very much to Allstate for sponsoring this episode. James, usually you and I were up for a good debate, but there's no room to argue with this opportunity with Allstate. And trust us, we tried. There's just so many benefits to opening your own Allstate agency. Instead of finding a problem, we came to this conclusion. Why wouldn't you want to do this? Because with Allstate, you're going to own your own business, a business where you get big rewards for growth, unlimited earning potential, and a lot of equity for the future. And when you're the boss, you create the office culture and vision for the workplace with the power of the Allstate brand behind you. Working with the Good Hands Company is about helping people live the good life. Sounds like a pretty sweet deal. So if you haven't thought about opening your own Allstate agency, you should. Head over to allstateagent.com slash question of the day after the show to see stories from successful agents subject to the terms of the agency agreement. So so why does that happen? Why do you think you did that, AJ? Well, I think it's uh, a great question. I would say, yeah, we are we're not built to it's not built like a a recording advice device. Mm. Our memories are built to capture things that are dangerous. And, mm-hmm. uh, and I would think misjudging where you took your kids on vacation is <laughs> dangerous, but go ahead. There's also a resource question, right? As there often is, which is the, you know, memory is finite, right? We're right. told, we're told. Uh-huh. And the way that memory works and the way it's formed in babies, like, like they say, you know, I've read that, I don't know if I'm getting this exactly right, but they say that many things that happen to you as a very small child, you quote, remember them for a very Mm -hmm. short time, but you don't yet have the kind of neural network to imprint the memory on your long term. Mm. Now, I don't know if I'm getting that right or if that's even true, but the fact is is that we we can't remember everything. And there are interesting psychological 
anomalies where people remember a whole, whole, whole lot, and those are considered obviously very abnormal. You know, Arthur Conan Doyle used to have this great, um, or said or wrote somewhere one time about um, how the mind is like an attic, Mm -hmm. and if you fill it up with useful stuff, you won't have room for the good stuff, (laughs) which is obviously a little impressionistic, but I like the idea because I think you do need to make choices. And that's why Sherlock Holmes, he didn't know what the planets were, but he knew like 400 types of tobacco, Mm. if you remember. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I would say... Well, one thing that occurs to me is I think that 90% of my memories are based on retellings of stories or looking at pictures. So I have no idea what really happened in my childhood, but I am videotaping my kids obsessively to the Mm. mockery of my friends and family, but I want them to know what actually Mm. happened, and I think now they will. They'll be able to say, oh, yeah. But let me ask you this, considering that it sounds like most of the memories that we construct for ourselves are generally better, and, right. I, and I may be wrong. No, that's let, a good question. Let's make that assumption. Yeah, I don't know. Aren't you... Let me be wrong about that. <laughs> aren't you um, potentially giving your I'm kids... damaging them. Yeah, yeah, by saying that, you know, remember those wonderful memories you had about this and that? Here's what actually happened. <laughs> here's the, here's the your crying, snotty, screaming yeah, fit yeah. that you had. It's a good question. I would think... Uh, Yeah, because it could go the other way, though, because they could construct a narrative of their childhood that I'm a monster, Mm -hmm. and now I can be like— So you 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 might just want to hold this in storage. (laughs) Like, don't don't like, force-feed them this until you need it tactically when you're older. Exactly. And and I'm, you know, since I have it, I can edit it. Well, that's the beauty, right? You're just proving— You can edit their memories. Right. Yeah, you're just basically—you're making, actually, a a Marxist argument. Again, I mean, he argued against it, but you control the—you— you have power over the means of production. Totally. And therefore, you are in total control of your entire, which makes you sound a little bit more megalomaniacal than I know you actually are as a person. So, so in summary of Possibly. what we've been talking about, AJ is a Marxist. You're a goddamn liar. <laughs> I'm usually wrong about most things. And AJ's been on, now this is the fifth episode you've been a guest host? I keep going. I don't care. I seem to recall there were 20. (laughs) Could be, but it's been such a pleasure, AJ. You've been a guest host for five episodes. Don't go. I do want to encourage everybody, since we haven't licensed this music, I do want to encourage everybody to, after this episode, listen to the great 80s rap song, AJ by Curtis Blow. Am I right that that's the title? Thank you for remembering, yes, who just recently died, I'm afraid. Curtis Blow died? I could be totally making that up. But it's not Prince. <laughs> it's Curtis Blow. Are you sure? I don't know. Well, it's very appropriate to the show, of course. That you could I be making that no up. Like, memory, could be confusing. But I, I am pretty sure. I'd say I'm. I'm at like seventy-two percent. What does it say? He's alive. What? He's alive. Well, that's wonderful news. <laughs> <laughs> wonderful and terrible. For oh me. no! You know what? Another one. Cool DJ AJ died. Oh, Curtis the real, Blow the real went AJ. on his Twitter and said he was alive. I see. Okay. So right. you were wrong, so but you were wrong, but, you're, way. but uh, you're relieved to apologies be Apologies to Curtis Blow and thank God and his you're family. still alive. And, yeah. and yeah. once again, in conclusion, please listen to the song AJ. It's a classic. Thanks coming on the show. <laughs> listen to a clip from the next question of the day in just a moment. But first... With Allstate, there's no need to pick sides. You can own your own business and be your own boss. This opportunity is 
a no-brainer. So head on over to allstateagent.com slash question of the day to get more information about opening your own agency. You never know how the conversation might go on question of the day, but here's a taste of what the next episode will sound like. There's six people standing around a basket. Like a laundry basket or a basketball hoop? Just like a, like a basket, like a laundry basket. Comma. comma. Six people standing around a basket. There's six eggs in the basket. Wait, semicolon, not comma. There's six eggs in the basket. Okay. Each person collects one of the eggs. At the end, there's one egg left. Wow. How did that happen? <laughs>